what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. March 13th, 2020, episode number one, two, three. 123. 123, you know son. Any, you know any 123s? Uh, I know 132. I know 123. I think it was Shelby Miller from out on the West Coast. Cool. <laughs> Guess what? Tomorrow. Yes. Is the Daytona TT. Tomorrow. One, one day till the Daytona TT. We usually say who we know that has that number. There's a lot of people that had the number one, right? So I did some research, went back there and looked at amanationalnumber.com, and actually 33 people have carried the number one plate. It is reserved for the previous year's Grand National Champion, dating back to 1941. So it's been used by 33 different people, but tomorrow is the first time ever it'll be used by Briar Bauman. Do you know what colors that number one is? I've only seen the black and white photo, and I was That's geeking out about that. That's all I've seen so far, too. Yeah. I saw a couple others. Do you see Fishers? Fishers with the camouflage was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Halberts is badass, obviously. The gold one. Yeah, yep. that was really cool. I can't wait to see what color Briars is. Yeah, I just look forward to seeing everybody's numbers because they got that whole new deal this year. So um, that'll be cool. Give them a little uh, I, character, I think that's I think. my. I think that's my favorite change in the rules coming into 2020. Giving these guys a little bit way to show their personality or to brand themselves differently. Yeah, there's plenty to choose from, but yeah, I think that's one of the best things. So Carter, we recorded this last week because I'm already headed that way. I'm already down there. I don't know where I'm at right now. I can't even tell which side's up. So we don't know any uh, new news from American Flat Track or any riders. New news. New news. We don't know no new news. Don't know no. Don't know no new news. It's okay. I'm sure that somebody won the race in Savannah. Friday night and yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Somebody probably won in Volusia on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. Motorcycles went around in circles. Somebody, a bunch of them. Yeah. Somebody did it fast enough to beat all the other ones, and they're celebrating, so, probably still. Somebody got to the checkered flag first. I could tell you this. If Chambers was one of the people up front, he's at Razzles celebrating in Daytona. Still. Yeah. And he'll probably miss the Daytona TT. <laughs> <laughs> no, no matter what, he's not missing that Daytona TT. I guarantee yeah, Corey, you. Texter Corey would have his that. ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's done their laps, whether it's, you know, dialing their bikes in for the last time before Daytona or just, you know, getting some getting some race wins in before the season starts. Or getting or, used that brand new tire. Oh, right. There's Aren't there more than one tire? Just one tire. Hoosier? No, Hoosier, Hoosier's available with Steve Nace Racing, but there's a new tire for American Flat Track. It's a new... Oh, you're right, you're right, right. Yeah, the new, new Dunlop. It's got a new lug pattern and everything. It looks really cool. I can't wait to see it in use. Badass. All right, so we got no news, but we do have three more interviews to get you hyped for the Daytona TT. Who's first? First up, none other than Mr. Mikey Rush. I like Mikey Rush a lot. See, I used to call him the Mr. Daytona of Flat Track because he's won two different short tracks. He won at the Municipal Stadium, and he won at the other track right outside turn number one at Daytona International Speedway. I call him that and never got to be anything big, but he won two two Grand Nationals there 
on single cylinder motorcycles. That's badass, dude. That's awesome. Um, and he's he's one of the riders that people are looking at to be one of the. I mean possible championship contender you know second in points last year almost won the title last year um he's going to be battling out with people like henry wiles uh, i think dallas daniels personally is going to be up there as a contender as well um and there's several others that are, ryan wells on a ktm now chad coast chad on coast. a suzuki man it's it just seems like it gets more and more stacked every year this singles class is some of the best racing in, in the entire sport in my opinion you also got to remember that number 52. You know, she's pretty fast as well. Shayna Bauman? Not yet. She will be. Or is it going to be Briar Texture? I'm glad you said that. Yes. Are we going first? Yes, there yes, are a lot that... of people. We're going to call Mikey. Let's call Mikey. You want to call Mikey? I do, but you got the phone. Let's call him. Mikey Rush, what's up, buddy? What's happening, Scotty? How are you? Man, I'm great. I'm just uh, ready to get back to some dirt. I've been doing some arena cross this winter and some ice racing, and I'm ready to go uh, down to Florida and you know Savannah first and down to Florida. So uh, just ready to get back on the dirt. It seems like you've been uh, testing quite a bit on your new ride. Uh, yeah, I have. I've been uh, the Essendon guys gave, got me a bike uh, at home to ride on, and I've been riding that thing all winter long, and a lot of motocross and trail riding and cross cra- cross training stuff, and then uh, been doing a lot of dirt track also. Right on. So I'm, we'll I'm talk- excited to get going. Cool. We'll talk about the Estenson deal here in just a little bit, but you ended the season with two wins, you know, second in the point standings last year. Um, that had to make for a real nice off season, right? Yeah, it was. I, was, I mean, I wasn't totally tr- thrilled off of it, but I mean, second place is good. And we only lost the championship by six points. So I think that bitter taste is still in my mouth, but I keep getting uh, nightmares about it at nighttime. So I think I'm going to try to one up that this season. I've been working pretty hard during this off season training and doing as much as I can. And this is probably the most prepared I've been for a race season in a really, really long time. So what happens when Mikey Rush has a nightmare? Does your wife hold your hand and, and sing you lullabies, or what happens? No, she usually smacks me in the head and tells me to go back to bed. <laughs> All right, I just want to make that clear. So, so that's good. So in the off season, somewhere along the line, the deal came to hop on board with Estenson Racing. So walk me through how that went down. Oh, uh, yeah, I got a phone call from Tommy Hayden, which is the manager of the team, and um, – I mean, I thought it would be a good a good opportunity for me to get with another team and try something new and and uh, just yeah, just went went about like that. Tommy Tommy called me and offered me a deal, and Tim was fully behind it and everything like that, and it was a good deal. So I I figured it was you know I could make a change and and try something new. Have Have you ever ridden a Yamaha before this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've I think I've almost ridden. Pretty much every brand of motorcycle. Yeah. Just yeah. about. Um, okay. So I've ridden a Yamaha a little bit here and there. Um, so, but I've never really uh, dirt tracked one too much. But I've ridden a lot of motocross and trail riding and stuff like that on them. And all the motorcycles out nowadays are pretty dang good bikes. So. Right. It's still it's still a motorcycle. It's an engine and two wheels and the throttles. It's just a different color for me. Right on. So you've tested a little bit. I've seen some videos and stuff like that. What's the biggest difference? You just said they're pretty much all the same. They're pretty much all reliable and stuff like that. But 
you know, sitting on one, taking a few laps on the Yamaha, what's the difference between the Honda from last year and the Yamaha? What's the first thing that you noticed? Uh, the, the power is really forgiving on it. Um, it kind of reminds me of riding a carbureted bike. Um, okay. It's pretty, uh, I mean, you know, in dirt track, Scotty, uh, you want a nice smooth power band and something to mm-hmm. roll up pretty smooth on the throttle, initial throttle pickup. And, and the Yamaha seems to, seems to do that pretty well. And it, it I think it fits my riding style really, really, really well. So okay. I'm, I'm super thrilled on it so far. Have you, have you done any moto to prepare for the first race of the season, the TT? Uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of motocross this, this off season and, uh, been, uh, renting out tracks, you know, for myself to go test a lot of TT time and Daytona is going to be a little different this year. I think they got a lot of, a lot more concrete and stuff. So uh, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm can't wait to get down there and, and spend some laps on it. Yeah. What do you think of the new layout? Like you said, it's, it's a lot of concrete, a lot of asphalt. Um, it looks like that front straightaway is going to be super, super long and then jam it down a couple of gears in a really tight left-hander. But um, what are your thoughts just looking at the, the layout that we've seen so far? Uh, I think it's going to be a fast track for sure. I think we're going to get every bit of every gear for sure. We're going to get up to top gear this year. Last year, we didn't get up to top gear, or at least I didn't. Um, it depends on how you gear your motorcycle. But uh, I think the straightaway is a lot longer on that trioval, so I think we'll get up to the fifth gear and stretch your legs out pretty good and then like you said grab a whole bunch of downshift for that really tight corner and then get it back on the pit road and do that whole deal and then go into the dirt what we're used to yeah right on have have you got a chance to work with your teammates yet you got dallas daniels who's a hot up and comer uh you're kind of one of the veterans of the series and then you've got jd beach who kind of goes back and forth have you got to work with those two riders yet at all yeah, we've done uh, the whole teams. We've we've done a lot of you know, test days and stuff like that. And I get along with JD JD pretty well. Me and him are teammates for a little bit on the G and G Yamahas. And uh, JD's an awesome dude. And Dallas is a one hell of a little young rider for sure. Um, I think I think the whole team gels together pretty well, and we all we all know each other already, so that that worked out good. And they got some good people behind them. So I think I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good, good year and have some fun also. And hopefully we can perform and get up front. Right on. I left out Kobe Carlisle. Didn't mean to there, but I know you've ridden with him quite a bit too, but uh, who's going to be your oh, mechanic. Yeah. I know, I know Tommy's the team manager. Uh, we've talked to Dallas Daniels. We know his situation. Who's going to be tuning for you. Uh, I got my guy from last year, uh, Shane Hill. He was on the Richie Morris team with me. And uh, okay. so he came over uh, onto the SSN deal, and he's going to be wrenching for me all year, along with uh, Nick Daniels. Sweet. He's a crew chief in the whole 450 program over there. And, and I know Nick. I've, I've known Nick for a really long time. I actually raced against him a few times uh, before he stopped racing. But I really enjoyed working with my good buddy, uh, Shane Hill. He was a, he was an awesome wrench last year, really anal, thorough guy. The bike was always perfect when I got on it. So I'm really looking forward to working with him again. We always have some good times together. Should be awesome. Cool. So there, there was a lot of changes in this off season. You know, people changing rides and and you moving over to Essence and opening the door on the RMR Hondas, and it's been filled by the big seventeen of Henry Wiles. So you raced with him before at the highest level. Now you know exactly what kind of equipment he's going to be on because you just hopped off there. How how do you think Henry's going to do? And you know, what are your chances of, of mixing it up with Henry Wiles this year? 
Uh, I think there's going to be some uh, some good battling going on for sure. Henry's a hell of a rider, always has been, and he's on some good motorcycles for sure. The Honda guys and RMR over there do, do a hell of a job, and they got some good bikes. And uh, I'm sure he's going to be a threat every weekend for sure. I've raced with Henry for many years now, so I kind of I know I know how he races and know how he rides. And a lot of these uh, a lot of these guys in the 450 class don't really haven't haven't got a chance to race Henry Wiles, so I think I'm kind of in a good spot to, you know, race with him for sure. Cause I already know how he races and rides and, and stuff like that. So it should be, should be good. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be some battle in the 450 class is pretty exciting to watch. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's been that, you know, some of the best racing we've seen the last couple of years for sure. So, uh, coming up, we got Savannah, you know, two days of Savannah. Then we got four days in a row at Volusia. Are you going to get to ride any of those before you as a tune up for Daytona? I think we're going to do the Volusia race on the 11th that Wednesday before uh, Daytona just to spend some laps and get our feet wet back in racing mode. Um, cause everyone's been off of racing for so long now. So, uh, it'd be good to get back out there and do some racing and get on the Yamaha some more and, and, uh, work with the team. And if we need to make any changes, it'll be a good, a uh, good test for us before, uh, before Daytona. I don't typically remember seeing you race at Volusia. Um, you know, is it because you're on a new team and you just want to, you know, shake the bike down and, and get together with your team or, or what, what's the reason you're, you're riding this one? Um, yeah, basically the team team wants to go out there and shake some stuff down and try. we got a couple more, some things to try and stuff like that. So we figured it'd be a good spot to try some stuff. And I think they're going to have some asphalt on that deal too. So I think it'll be a good test for Daytona, but, uh, yeah, I haven't, I don't, I don't think I raced that Volusia since 2007. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a long time since I've seen you there. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's why I was wondering. But uh, so is there one particular track you're looking forward to the most going into 2020? I don't know. I'm I'm really looking forward to just getting to Daytona and start racing again. I'm, I'm Like I said, I'm, this is the most prepared I've been myself training-wise and a lot of seat time on the bike. And I'm really prepared this year to uh, hopefully go out and do a good job for, for the team and myself. And uh and just really looking forward to get back into racing. But Daytona has always been a special place for me. I've got my first Grand National win in the Premier Class there at the at the old Municipal Stadium, and got another win at the Speedway at the at the newer short track there in 2013. So Daytona has been a special place for me. So I'm I always enjoy going to Daytona for sure, and I'm looking forward to the pretty much every race. Every race, like I said, I've got a lot of time on this Yamaha, and I, I feel like we're making good progress on the the car tracks and stuff like that. I kind of struggled on a little bit last year. So I think, uh, I think we're going to be in a good spot and hopefully go out and perform well for the team and myself and, uh, do good. Will you ride any of the production twins class races at all? Or are you just primary, just focusing on the singles? Uh, as of right now, I'm just focusing on the singles. I really would like to win the championship since came so close this last year in 2019. Um, I think I had a one one or two bad races that kind of cost me a few points that I needed. So I'm just, I'm just trying to stay consistent the whole year and get as many uh, race wins I can. And uh, and I think the SSN team is gonna allow me to do that. They got a lot of good people over there. They got they got everything I need, all the tools I need to do it. And like I said, I'm I'm the most prepared I've been for a race season since since I don't know when, man. It's uh, I've been, my wife's been on me about training this off season and riding as much as I can. And 
my four-year-old daughter's in preschool now, so I got more time on my hands to go do my training during the day and do my riding during the day and do all that. So that's why I think I'm in a, a better spot and better shape this year and better in my head and better all around, I think. Dude, that's awesome. You know, last year, second in the points, like you said, you had four wins and seven podiums. It certainly was fun to watch for us fans. And I don't know how you can top that, but I know that's your goal. So uh, we just uh, wish you well on, you know, winning that championship in 2020. I know it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of fast guys in that class. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by. But before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Yeah, a big thanks to Tim Esseson for getting me on board and uh, Tommy Hayden for giving me the call to just awesome opportunity for me with the whole SSN racing team and, and all of our sponsors, Monster Energy, Yamaha, uh, Yamaha Racing has come on board pretty big for us this year. So I think it'll be a, a cool deal. And um, I just hope I can go out and do my job and uh, show up every weekend uh, prepared and ready to do my job. Cool, man. Thanks so much for your time. We'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Thanks, guys. Mikey Rush. Rush, 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 Rush. I like Mikey Rush. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. And, you know, he he was almost at the point of leaving flat track. And he's been rejuvenated. And he had such a good year last year. And I think he's more, like he said, he's more determined, more ready for this year than ever before. Which a lot of the racers say that. But he's got more time to focus on getting ready. All I got to say is if he's more prepared, if he feels like he's more prepared than he's ever been, these other single riders, they better watch out because... I'm right there with you. So who is our production twins rider this week? Well, so this one's kind of a surprise because we've been talking about having Varnes, but I think he was a little bit under the weather. So he, he, he tagged in uh, Sammy Sabedra. You know, we've had a couple fans. No way. Yeah, yeah. No way. We've had a couple fans asking to have Sammy back on, so I thought it would be a good opportunity, you know, with Varnes a little bit under the weather to tag in Sammy Sabedra, catch up with him, and see what the hell he's got going on for 2020 with Varnes. That is funny. Yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to this one. Always good to talk to Sammy. Uh, we'll have to make some plans because, you know, we're going to Lodi. He's a big Lodi fan, right? Absolutely. He's a big California rider out there, and he knows everybody. Make sure there. you bring that up in the interview, but uh, we'll give him a call and see what the hell he's up to and see if uh, I'm pretty sure he's on board for Varnes this year, with, with Varnes this year, so we'll see. All right. Let's give him a call. Get off the toilet and answer the phone. Hello? Get off the toilet and answer the phone. Hello? Don't play with me like that. Hello? Stop playing with me. Answer the phone. Hey, there you are, man. I, I, I thought you the second time I answered this call. Yeah, I, I said, get off the toilet and answer the phone. You said, hello? Uh, I'm like, come on, man. I, I thought, hey, I, man, I'm in the city. Uh, I'm not out in the country. I have service. I'm blaming this one on you. Hey, hey man. My horse is doing just fine. <laughs> uh, what's happening? <laughs> Nothing. What are you doing, man? Uh, I'm actually uh, flipping the pages of Sideburn. I'm embarrassed to say that um, I've known about this magazine forever, and I've like been a fan because I flipped through it. But yeah, for a long time, I just you know I'm not gonna order something online. Just me by nature, you know. So uh, that's why I never got one. Uh, you know, like I'm like I said, I'm embarrassed to say that. So I put it on my Christmas list, and man, Santa Claus delivered. So uh, I'm just nice. flipping through the pages. I'm I'm geeking out on it, man. I love it. It's it's like it's me in a in in a magazine. 
Which which so, episode do you which episode are you reading? What number? The latest one, man, thirty nine. Okay, cool. I got thirty nine and thirty eight in the mail. Just I said episode. I'm an issue. You know what I'm talking about here. I'm I'm thinking podcast and not magazine, but I got two of them I'm in the mail you. just I'm the other day. I, I'm taking mine to Florida with me so I can read it all the way down there. So uh what have you been doing this off season? You got riders staying with you or does that only happen during the winter or during the summertime? Oh man, pretty much just during the summertime, you know, I don't think too many people are hip to coming to Philadelphia and <laughs> during the winter months. Uh, and I don't blame them. It sucks here in the winter time. So yeah, that, <laughs> you know, just been hanging out, uh, been going to some indoor races. Good thing about the East coast man. you know, it's, there's nothing to do when it's, when it's miserable and cold out. So, uh, they, they throw, they take the race in indoors, man. And so, uh, been down to Harrington, Delaware, Simonian, Maryland, uh, yeah. Allentown, Pennsylvania. Just yeah, just hitting uh, hitting up some indoors with Ryan Varnes. Uh, you know, they even surprised me one day and made me ride the 100 class. So that yeah. was fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's been it really. And uh, man, next thing you know, uh, leaving for Daytona Thursday night. Right on. I'm I'm leaving here real soon myself, so I can't wait to get down there. We've had a lot of fans that said we need another episode with Sammy, so I thought we'd do a little check-in before we head down there. Uh, we talked about the offseason a little bit. Um, I just want to say thanks for uh, what you did for that Thunder Press art- article uh, interview with me. Um, I loved what you said, and, and we have been friends for so long. What did you think? Did you get a copy in the mail of the Thunder Press? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it was a huge honor for me to do uh, to be a part of that for several reasons, mainly because of you, obviously, you know, so that was really cool to do. I, I mean, as everybody knows by now, we've been friends a long time. And uh, so it was neat to be a part of that and, you know, kind of give my two cents about you. So that was fun. I had a blast doing that. Um, yeah. Thunder press sent me a, a copy of it, man. I was all stoked. Got that. And then I even ran to the motorcycle shop because, you know, I picked up a couple extras. I'm gonna yeah. send one to my sister and my brother. And, you oh, know, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, so I, so I got about I got about five of them here. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. Um, what are your plans for 2020? Are you are you going racing? Are you helping anybody? Or are you staying at home? Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be uh, kind of doing the same thing again, man. I, I'll be at uh, all the races. Um, you know. Uh, like I said, we're getting ready to leave uh, Thursday night, go down to Savannah. I'll be with Ryan Varnes. And, you know, I might help out Cameron Smith uh, a little bit, too. He kind of reached out to me. And, you know, uh, me and Cameron go back. So I might help him out at uh, some TTs, you know, since Ryan isn't going to be riding any of the TTs or he won't be at them. So I still got to finalize that with Cameron. But uh, I think that's the plan. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But, oh, well, I spilled the beans. Uh, so... But yeah, I'll be with Ryan Barnes hundred uh, percent, and you know whatever Ryan's doing, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, the only thing is, uh, he's not riding any of the TTs. He's sticking to the production class, and then you know the Steve Nace races, and I'm sure maybe a couple other oddball races throughout the year. You know who knows? It could be stocked in Kansas, or who knows what. But yeah, I'll be on the road with the Barnes again, and uh, I'm really excited um, to be a part of that program. They treat me well. Everybody on that team gets along really, really, you know, just everybody gels so good. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I think, I think you only do it because they bring a, a step stool so you can get on when I do my pit walks. <laughs> so we can be the same height. I think that's so, so yeah. So between right? the stool and the food, man, I'm in. 
<laughs> That's cool, man. So we re- we really did we really did want to reach out to Ryan Barnes, but uh, I heard he's under the weather a little bit right now, so he's resting, so you guys can leave town. So, uh, yeah. what's his deal for 2020? Is it the same? Is he just riding production twins at the nationals? Yeah, you know he's uh, you know he had a really good year last year, and he's uh, kind of coming on strong there, and he knows that next year is not going to be uh, um, any easier. So he's been working hard in the off season. And uh, he's ready for 2020. He's going to concentrate on the on the production twins class. There was talks of maybe doing the Daytona TT or this or that or whatever else, but um, he's just going to kind of primarily concentrate on the on the production twins. So just be spectating down at Daytona, I guess. I mean, we're going to go down there and ride Savannah, you know, the Steve Nace race at Barberville. But um, yeah, come come Daytona TT time, uh, Ryan Barnes will be a spectator. But we'll be uh, at all the other nationals uh, going for that championship in the production twins class. All right. That's cool. I, I did see he was on a dyno somewhere on his Kawasaki and somebody's making fun of his numbers and stuff like that. So I, I just thought he was getting ready to try to give that Kawasaki a ride uh, at the Daytona TT, but that was just basically for, uh, for the Steve Nace races, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, got a full shop, um, got some good help and, uh, you know, the Barnes family, Brian Wilson, and a bunch of other people, long list of people have come together and, and uh, kind of trying to give Ryan the best opportunity to do this and give him all the resources he needs, uh, you know, to uh, pursue a, a championship. So uh, one of the new toys that was picked up last year for the shop was that dyno. So, you know, I mean, Ryan, you know, went to dyno school and, He's all, man, he'll dyno a lawnmower right now. He just wants to put anything on a dyno. So, you know, he knows how to use that, man, and he wants to use it all the time. So that's his thing, you know. He wants right to run on. a dyno. So if you got something yeah. that wants to be, you know, that needs uh, some <laughs> dyno work, bring it to Ryan. He'll throw it on there for you. I, I'll, I'll bring my horse up there. We'll see what kind of horsepower <laughs> we can get out of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with a wild guess of one. but that's One just... <laughs> horse. One yeah. horse. One so, horse. <laughs> yeah. So he has the same twins he was riding last year, right? So all that's all that's dialed in? Yes and no. I mean, uh, yeah, he's pretty much got the same stable of motorcycles. Uh, with some new updates, a couple new motors, new frames. So kind of just everything uh, that he ran with last year. Um, you know, the best of the best from last year is kept. And we know where that works good, and that's where we're going to use it. And then uh, where things could have gotten a little better for him, uh, we try to make something a little bit better for him. So that's what we're hitting 2020 with, uh, a pretty good stable of uh, motorcycles. And hopefully it's, it's enough to do the trick. With two wins last year and seven podiums, do you think he can do better than that in 2020? That's what we're going to the races for. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love your answers, man. So so just just a week or so ago, uh, AFT released kind of like the track layout. It's pretty cool what they did. It looks like a lot of asphalt to me. Uh, as spectators, what do you expect to see with the new layout? Now that you and I are just spectators, we don't have a dog in the fight. So what do you expect yeah. them to see? Um, man, you know, uh, you know, the Daytona TT has always kind of been like, uh, there's a lot of excitement around it. And, uh, of course, everybody's excited. Uh, it's first race of the year. It's been a long winter. I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, you know, it's basically, uh, you know, two U-turns with kind of a long straightaway and a little dog leg. So I don't know. I think it could give a, I think being such a, 
and this is just my take early, being a simple track, I don't think it's going to be uh, – I think it could give a, somebody else a little opportunity to get in there, you know, or, or get a little further up than, uh, than we might expect. So I think it'll be good, you know. Um, is it my preferred layout for the Daytona TT? No, but I, do I think it's going to be exciting and we'll all be a uh, fan just as much as anybody else? Absolutely. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think somebody that's good on the front break is going to do really well. Somebody that's been riding a lot of pavement and, or even some moto, you know, I think that's going to help, help out those kind of riders. I, I don't know if that I would like it myself either. You know, I'm, I'm used to dirt. I've never, you know, tried slowing down, you know, a dirt tracker on pavement. So it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, uh, I'm with you 100% with what you said, you know, especially like uh, J.D. Beach. I know he had a little misfortune last year, but he was flying, man. Like from the first lap to practice, I was like, man, and I wasn't watching uh, on my phone the times. I don't know, my phone was jacked up at the time, but just physically, you know, watching him, I was like, man, that dude's flying. And then he had a little mishap. So I'm sure JD is going to be, uh, you know, rolling around that place pretty good. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, whoever's good on the breaks, but you know, all these guys now, and they're really, uh, they're all so good, you know? Uh, so I expect it to be exciting and I think it's going to be tight. So as a mechanic now for Varnes, what track are you most looking forward to? Uh, Williams Grove because I could sleep in my bed the night before. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the closest one. So, yeah, um, I, you know, I enjoy going to different tracks for different reasons. Uh, I always uh, am a big fan of, of everything that happens at Sturgis, and uh, it's a special place to me. And so it's now a special place for Ryan. I mean, that's where he got his first national win. So I'm really looking forward to going. I'm always looking forward to going to Rapid City. So I think it'll be a little little bit sweeter this year going back there, being that much more of a special place to everybody uh, in our pit. But, of course, you know, man, Lima, that's, that's like the number one to me. You know, I wish they could all be Limas. But, uh, yeah, so Rapid City, Lima, and uh, those, those two for sure. So Pennsylvania, you, you said that, you know, that's one you're looking forward to because you're being selfish because it's close to home. But, but Ryan's <laughs> also from Pennsylvania as a rider, you know, yourself, I know as a rider myself, I would get so pumped up and so excited for the Oklahoma city half mile or even, you know, something halfway close. And it wasn't because I was, you know, sleeping in my own bed. It's because I wanted to do good in front of my, my, my friends and my family. Can you explain, you know, put it into words, how it makes you feel when you go out there and do good in front of your hometown, you know, in front of your friends and family. I don't know uh, how to describe that because, uh, you know, you'd almost have to go through it to really know how that feels. Uh, but I can tell you, man, it, 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 it's a feeling like no other, you know, to have all the people that support you and are behind you and believe in you uh, to be there and, and see you do what you what you do and you know it could be people man that's been following you you know your whole life so it's pretty special when you get to race in front of a hometown you know fans and friends and family it's it's special absolutely so i know you look forward to going out to california too to see their your california family too that's that's got to be one of your you know looking forward to trips oh for sure man i mean uh i'm already actually i'm kind of thinking about that trip just for the uh you know how that's all going to work out because uh 
it's always, I get, you know, it's like a second homecoming for me. So, uh, man, I just feel at home all around the country, you know, Pennsylvania, <laughs> West Coast. So, wherever. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, wherever, you know. <laughs> wherever. So, uh, yeah, wherever. And if I don't feel at home, I'm going to make myself feel at home. That's so right. That's they right. All feel, they all feel like home to me. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so it's good to go to California. And, you know, even for me, I get to see uh, a lot of friends and family there. Uh, it's hard to be in the pits because – man you know sometimes you got a job to do and you got so many people coming up that you know only get to see once a year and so uh but i try to my best to juggle and balance that and uh if you know me for two minutes you know i'm a talker so that's a really hard job for me because <laughs> i want to talk to everybody <laughs> yeah the whole night long so i, I think yeah, I, the whole night yeah yeah i think i've got carter convinced into coming out to lodi on friday night he's gonna go, go play in the motocross world on saturday day He's going to come to the Sacramento Mile on Saturday night. Maybe he might go to the amateur Sacramento Mile on Sunday. So uh, we're going to wear him out. So me and you are going to have to show him the ropes there at Lodi on Friday night, okay? Oh, man, I can't wait. That's 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 like my homecoming every year. So, yeah, I can't wait to go to Lodi and, and uh, show him the ropes. And, and, and since we're talking about Lodi, I can't wait for the day I get to tune for you. Uh, when, when you, uh, debut, uh, your, your date, uh, your Lodi experience, man, when are you going to do that? Dude, they, they ask me that every year. And I just, I say, I'd rather be up there announcing and bringing my information to the fans than, than strapping on my leathers and steel shoe. It's been a long time. And I don't even know if, if this old body could turn left anymore. Hey, how about how about this, Scotty? <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. How about yeah. we get you a play bike? You get you riding a little bit. Won't tell nobody you've been doing it, right? And yeah. knock the dust off a little bit, and then uh-huh. uh, we'll take you out to Lodi, and you do an exhibition. An exhibition, like a one lap yeah, exhibition. Got- I, I can handle one lap. I, I didn't know five laps. Come on, we'll, we'll do a, a you know a, a, a trophy dash, man. But you're you're out there by yourself. Yeah. So, so I got to tell you this, AJ Kirkpatrick was on here the other day, the, the super hooligan rider. And he said, I got a fast 450 for you. I'll let you ride on the amateur mile. And I was like, man, I'm retired, but thanks. And he's like, no, come on. I'm like, no, dude, I'm retired. I was like, so they're talking, trying to talk me into that. The guys in the Astro cup are trying to talk me into riding one of those and stuff. It's just, it's just, man, if I wasn't so busy talking, I would do it, but I, I'm retired. <laughs> I'm with you and I respect that, but. I'm still going to try like hell to get you out, out of that Lodi one day. <laughs> I'm not I, giving up. So. I know. I, I've never ridden there either, and that's one of the places it was always on my bucket list. But um, maybe one day we'll keep saying maybe. Maybe maybe after I turn 50, then I can ride the over 50 class. There you go. There you go. Hey, so that, that's uh, that's probably like pretty soon then, right, Scott? Yeah, you better shh, be quiet. You know, be quiet on that. Keep that, keep that to yourself. <laughs> Only you and I know how old I am. So well, Graham <laughs> right? does, does too, but she's only like 39. So I'm still younger than her. So yeah, there's, there's two things you never do. You never ask a girl her weight. You never ask a racer his age, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> well, cool, we, don't, man. we don't want to be old guys. <laughs> no, nope. But the older I get, the faster I was. That's what they say, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I fly now. <laughs> I'm sure. So before we let yeah. you go, uh, do you want to say thanks on behalf of Ryan Barnes for anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, actually, the whole the whole Barnes crew and Brian Wilson, uh, just thanks for for the opportunity they give me and uh, just letting me live my dream of going on the road and going racing. It's it's uh, fantastic, 
And uh, it's a dream come true for me to be uh, able to do it. So thanks to them and thanks to you and, and Carter and everything you guys do with this show. I've been uh, playing catch up, man. And you guys have me cracking up. Uh, again, you know, I, I'll listen with my headphones in and I'm sitting at a stoplight just laughing. You know, people are looking at me like, what's that guy doing? Or I'll be in the grocery store. I was in the grocery store today and that's what happened. I was just cracking up. And then some lady gave me a look and I was like, oh, I just felt like an idiot, but should, you should yeah, just put your headphones on her head. Let her listen for a second. Yeah. Yeah, man. Maybe <laughs> I, that's what I need to start doing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm excited. I'll see you in a, I don't know when I'll see you down there. Shoot. I didn't even get to see you last year. I can do a better job of tracking you down this year. I was going to say, you know where I'm at. I'm pretty much the guy in the announcer booth with the microphone. So it's on you. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> no, man I'll, I'll see you soon. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Oh, uh, no. Like I said, thank you very much. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be uh, part of this show. So thanks. Sammy. 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 I can't help but to laugh talking to that guy. Every time. No, he's a good dude. And he's one of those dudes that you just like, you talk to, and he's constantly smiling and upbeat. It just makes you happy and smiling the, the whole time. I love that dude. Every time I get. It's hard to be in a bad mood talking to that guy. You know, it's it's so much fun when I do the pit walk and they break out the stool for him to stand on. I laugh it's every so, time. It's, it's hilarious. I do too. And he's a big fan too. too. Uh, he loves yeah. the podcast, you can tell. And now we'll, we'll definitely be talking to him a lot more either throughout the season or throughout the year probably. So, And we'll, we'll have to see what, uh, what he's got going on with Cameron Smith too, kind of helping him on the side if Cameron can get everything together. So uh, he really couldn't talk much about that, so we kind of skipped around it a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't avoiding the question, but... You know, we kind of should have left that up to the rider to tell us what's going on. So that's why I didn't dive more into it. Hopefully the start of the season, we'll get to catch up with Cameron because uh, that's another bad fast dude in the singles class. Uh, and hopefully he'll be uh, turning some heads this year for sure. So who's last but not least saving the best for last again? Super Twins rider, national number 36, Colby Carlisle. The Flying Tomato. Yes, sir. We haven't talked to him in a while, man. I think it was like first season when we were doing this stuff. Not his first season, our first season. Yeah, I think it was really early on. I, I, I was trying to think back if I was at your house or if that was like one of the first ones we did after I left your house. It was. It was like one of the first 10 that we did, I think, which was wow. crazy. Like, it's insane. Um, we didn't talk to him at all last year, and he had a hell of a season last year. I mean, with the injury, of course, that was the downside of it. But came out the gate strong, finished strong, um, and got some good seat time on that, on that twin to prepare for uh, his first full-time super twin season. Let's give him a call. Let's do it. Hey, how's it going? The Flying Tomato. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just got done with dinner. Ate some tacos. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Traction Tuesday? No, I went corn. Lean. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lean and mean Taco Tuesday. I like it. Dude, I haven't talked to you on the podcast for a very long time, so let's catch up a little bit. Let's talk about 2019. Dude, you start off the year on fire out there at Daytona. I think you shocked the world more than anybody else. I mean... I mean, I can't even put into words how cool that was for you to go out there and just whoop some butt. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> Definitely a, a lot better than I expected. I think it didn't really get talked about much just because I did have a mechanical at the end. But, you know, if we wouldn't have had that, we would have 
finished fifth right off the bat first go round and uh it was cool i was i was really nervous you know i didn't expect to be in the front i just kept getting such good starts all day so i'd find myself in like second place or third place or something in the main event on lap one i was in third place going down the straightaway drag racing my teammate jake and uh i didn't expect to be there i wasn't breathing i was just kind of freaking out because you know i just didn't expect myself to be there yet at this point but yeah it is really cool i definitely watch that a lot and even the announcers you can kind of hear them they're like gassing a little bit like the rookie colby carlisle in third or whatever year was at that point you know so that was cool Right on. Yeah, it shocked me for sure. I mean, I was thinking that you would make one or two main events in the premier class last year. And then to see you run up front, man, I, w- I was really shocked. You know, I can't say that I was too surprised, but shocked is the key word. But um, from there last year, you went on, had some some more good finishes, but you got hurt in Phoenix at the Super TT. And didn't you dislocate your kneecap or something? Yeah, I, I got another good start there. And, you know, I was running up front and I just... Uh rookie mistake i tried to make a move too quick and i crashed and i actually my knee dislocated and it hit my femur and i cracked part of my femur but the problem was i broke my kneecap in half so i just instantly knew i mean it was terrible pain i knew something was wrong so i went home and uh you know we debated on a week like should we go have surgery should we try to finish out the year on this thing and uh we got with a good surgeon you know we went over and got that half kneecap taken out and wow i started the men but it it was quite a bad injury i really kind of kept it close to my uh close to myself because i you know didn't want everyone to know and stuff at the time luckily we had those string of rainouts which really saved my championship you know run but in the end i guess it didn't matter too much how, how tough is that tell us tell us how tough that is to get such a good start in your rookie season and then have that happen to you so early in the season uh, it was pretty frustrating. It was more so frustrating because, like, it wasn't racing against the guy that I was going for the championship with. Like, I was just, you know, out there gaining experience for this year. Right on. So after that, you know, you kind of settled in a little bit when you first made your way back. But then at the end of the year, you were on fire. I don't know what got into you because when you came back, you came back and you, you seemed like you had more confidence than before you got hurt. I just wasn't ready to be back. Like I should have taken more time. My knee wasn't ready. I wasn't strong. Um, I was spending between four and five hours a day in the therapy and gym every day, just simply working on my knee, trying to get it to bend. Some of the stuff, I wish we would have videotaped it. Some of the stuff we did to be able to get me to get back on the bike is just brutal. Like we had these electric boxes that were shocking me and the pain just felt like I was getting nails driven into my kneecap just so we could get it to bend. Wow. time to be back. Uh, I think the first race I came back for was the red mile. And, yeah. um, in that, you know, we did really good. I, uh, was in second quite a ways behind Corey. I ran him down and at the end, I, you know, I got a little bit tired, but at that point I wasn't supposed to be racing, you know, on the bike for, I don't know how much longer, but the doctor's kind of orders were, you know, if you mess, if you stamp it, or if someone hits it, you're going to be in trouble. So what, what was the mindset when you're coming back? Was it just to get laps in and see what you could, you, what you, your body could even take, or were you even thinking about a championship? Yeah. Just salvage the championship. Cause like the rainouts, I think we had three of them just right in a row. So I only missed Paris. And at that point, you know, I was still kind of far back in the points, but I figured, you know, I might be able to make something happen. And then at the end of the season, kind of like you were saying, just, I don't know what it was there. I just, I kind of got my fitness back because I wasn't having to focus on my knee so much. 
And then just my riding was just unbelievable. I, I felt really good. You know, I, my times were good and just, I don't know. I just felt like I was on another level. I felt like I couldn't do anything wrong on the bike at Minnesota and New Jersey. Yeah. Third, third in the points at the end of the year, two wins, six podiums out of the 11 races. I think that's a pretty good year for your rookie season. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. The whole thing behind it was just kind of trying to get me experience on the twin and racing twins before I hopped in the big class for a full year. And I think it executed well. You know, I got some seat time in the premier class and then I got a good championship run in the production class and just we've got a lot of notes on the bike and stuff. So I'm pretty happy with ever how everything went. Do you think you, you would have won at the Meadowlands if you wouldn't have had a mechanical? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm very okay. confident in that. Right on. I Chad was so, going good, but I I just was pretty confident. <laughs> it would have been tough for someone to beat me, I think. Absolutely. So, you know, a letdown at the end of the year, but overall a good season. So what do you do in the off season to train and to make yourself better for 2020? Yeah, it's kind of like I kind of went back to the beginning right towards like where I had my knee injury. I just started focusing on building my knee up again. It's my left knee too. So it's the one that we always use. So I've been mm -hmm. just doing a ton of cycling and a bunch of exercises to try to get my knee good because my left one's still a little bit smaller than my right one strength wise and mobility and stability. So I've been focusing a lot on that. And then just like the few times that I got to race the TTs for the 25 lap spurts, I uh, took note always of like what I was lacking at the end and what I needed to improve on. So I just kind of focused on those areas. I got a new trainer this off season and uh, we've been tackling it hard and I feel we're, you know, as prepared as we can be going into Daytona. Cool. There are some changes in team Estenson. Did any of those changes affect you? Do you have the same mechanic and, and, you know, what do you think of the new teammates? Uh, yeah, no, I got the same mechanic and crew chief. I got Brandon and my mechanic, Ken, still working with me so it'll be the same dynamics nothing new for me and then uh we got mikey on the team now so i think mikey and dallas will have good runs in the singles class this year you know hopefully a championship out of one of them and then jd's obviously with me again and uh, i'm excited i think we've got a good well-rounded team and yeah just poised for success hopefully have you been able to ride with these guys and and are you riding the twin right now or just trying to ride some moto or or you know what kind of bikes have you been riding lately J.D. and Dallas were out here, uh, I think they came out in January and stayed maybe through February. It was quite a bit. We'd go motocross um, a few times a week. We'd bicycle every day, but, like, uh, I'd ride with them a few times, and I'd ride by myself a few times. And We've been riding a lot of motocross, and there was some flat track we've been riding, twins and stuff, but mainly we stick to the Yamaha 450s. Right on. So I see you got a national number. What does that mean to you to have national number 36? I mean, it's kind of a controversial thing now like it's changed like if i got it back 10 years ago i'd be a little happier about the deal i guess i feel like i earned mine though because right. i mean i did make a main event last year in daytona but i don't know it's a little controversial but it, i'm excited to finally have 36 again because i went to one and then i went to 136 and so now i'm back to the number that i started with and not hopefully the number i finished with but it's a good number to have for now that's awesome. So I saw you got a haircut also in the off season. So what JD do with that fifty dollars? I haven't paid him yet. I got to go to the bank and get a bunch of pennies. <laughs> we'll get like a five gallon bucket full. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I want to be there, or you better record that and put it, you know share it on your on your social media if you do that. 
I will do that. <laughs> right on. So are you going to be riding any of the races down in Savannah or Volusia, you know, leading up to the Daytona TT? Yeah, I think I'll ride uh, the Volusia TT just to get some warm-up for that. I was going to ride Savannah, but I hopped on my 450 day, and it's popping and banging a lot, so I figured it'd probably be best to not show up with that thing. Uh, <laughs> so I'll probably just save it for Volusia TT and then, uh, obviously, Daytona. I'm so excited. I just uh, I don't know how it's going to go. I, You know, I'm confident, and I'm just – I've been cheesing. You know, these last couple of weeks have been flying by, and just I'm excited. We saw the layout not too long ago on social media. What is your thoughts on the new layout for, for 2020? Um, I'm not as excited as I was for last year's layout. But from like me being on the Yamaha, I think it's going to play to some of our strong suits with all the asphalt. But I did like how last year we had that first or that last the corner that went from the asphalt to the dirt. It kind of separated some of the riders on their front braking ability. I like that. It's a good passing point. But, yeah, it's fun. You know, it'll be super fast, and uh, hopefully it makes for good racing, good passing, and the crowd loves it. I think JD's got to be pretty stoked for it too, right? I'd imagine. Yeah. Can and Is he a kind of teammate where you guys can bounce things off of each other, or do you stay kind of separated in your own little pit area on race day? Um. Yeah, we can definitely bounce things off of each other, but, like, our body builds and the way we ride motorcycles are pretty different now. So some things that work for him aren't going to work for me now. Cause I think I, I'm not sure how tall he is, but I'm six foot and I probably weigh 30 more pounds than he does. So it's just quite a bit different in some aspects. Is, is there one track that you're particularly looking forward to here in 2020? Um, I'd say I'm really looking forward to Daytona and New Jersey. I always look forward to Daytona because I always, you know, typically have decent results there, even on like the 450s and stuff. And then uh, New Jersey, I just, I've had good results there. And I just, the cushion miles, I just love them because you can just hang it all out there. And uh, yeah, it just kind of sometimes the best rider wins on those. Right on. Bookends. So Super Twins, you're guaranteed in the main event. Does that take pressure off of you, or do you focus on race day a little bit different now that you're already in the main? Yeah, I haven't been asked that yet. Uh, I think it does take pressure off, you know, because then all you're really worried about at that point is just getting a better starting position, so you can kind of risk it a bit more, you know, if you want to. In the semi, you don't, you don't have to worry about falling over and not making the main event, whereas now you can kind of risk it, and if you do fall over, you're just going to start last. You could, like focus a bit more on setup and stuff throughout the day you can try stuff in the semi because then if it doesn't work the worst going to happen is you're going to start in the back yep i agree i like that so there's some talk too about some timed races what are your thoughts on that it's good i think it like it lets us train i mean i think some people have done the math and it's going to be within a few laps of what we do now so if anything it just allows us to train a little more specifically for the time that we're racing so i i like that consistency too then hopefully tv can make it live because they've got a more specific time and i think it's i think it's good yeah i think you know it works really good for supercross it's just something different for the flat track world so i think it might take some time for us to get used to it but i think it's a good i think it's a good move right on before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody I'll say thanks to my team essence and racing for another <laughs> Sorry, my friends are pointing to themselves. 
I just want to say thanks to Estenson Racing for another year keeping me on board, and I'm hoping to do good this year and make them proud. Obviously, my well, parents too for getting me here. Right, right. On. So who who are you eating tacos with? Shout out to your friends. Chase Wright and Springer DeRoser. Springfield's out there. Yeah, Springfield's in the back seat, causing a ruckus. He doesn't even fit in the back seat. How'd you put him back there? I had to bring the van. <laughs> there you go. Cool, man. Thanks so much for your time. We'll see you down in Florida. All right. See you guys soon. Colby Carlisle, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how I'm going to find him out there on the track without his long hair flowing behind his helmet. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to figure it out. Okay. Thanks. 36. Look for the 36. Blue and white? Yeah. Yamaha? I'm sure he'll have some flashy stuff going down. Yeah, they got help from uh, Monster Energy, don't Absolutely. they? Absolutely, you'll some see bright that green on there. Yeah, you'll see that tall. You'll see that tall dude with the monster. It's, I mean, it's him or JD, right? So JD will have his hair, so you'll be able to tell. Okay, thanks. Yeah, if anybody can spot a bike on the track, it's you, bro. I know. I was just giving you a hard time. You'll have to point him out to me. I will be. Now it's time to say goodbye and go Dude. watch some flat track. It's time to stop the countdown to Daytona. D-A-Y-T-O-N-A-T-T. <laughs> you need some rest. I do. I'm done. <laughs> we just recorded two episodes in like, uh, what, an hour or two? So like, you yeah. want to say, you want to say you recorded three, I recorded two? Oh, that's right. I did, I did Tank Slapping Podcast, so yeah. Yep. No wonder you're delirious. I'm a little, I'm a little delirious, but you know. But you digress. Do it for the sport. Do it for the love. Do it for the people. Do it for the fans. Do it for everybody. Word. All right. And I am. <laughs> I'm totally delirious. <laughs> uh, hey Carter. Hey Scotty. Hey Scotty. Scotty. Let's have fun at the Daytona TT. Dude, we're gonna have a blast. Uh, I'm. Uh, I can't wait, dude. I can't. I'm just gonna run around like a kid in a candy store. See everybody. Give high fives. Free high fives. Anybody who wants a high five. Holler. And five dollar off the groove koozies. Yeah, those aren't free. Five dollars. Yeah. High five, five dollars. That's why I tied it together. Five dollar make you holla. How many electronic devices are you bringing with just to the Daytona TT? Um. Are you bringing the 360 cam? Sure. The troll doll? Sure. Um. What's the one you got out there on the on the stick? Is that the 360? That's the 360 one, but I don't know where the stick okay. is, so I don't know. I might not bring that. Man. Dude, I need to end this because I'm about to lose my mind. I'm. You're so it. excited for Daytona that you can't even think straight. Sure, that's it. All right, keep it on four wheels. Everybody else keep it on two wheels, and we'll talk to you next Friday, and we'll talk about the Daytona TT. Peace!
Peace. Peace. Later. Peace. Peace. Go to bed, Carter. That's all I got. <laughs> Actually, pick up Ziggy's shit first. It's and not then shit, go to it's bed. puke. It doesn't look like puke from here. It looks like oh, shit. I can sm- <laughs>